Hi, and welcome to the Self Carved Podcast. My name is Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here to bring you the most amazing, mind blowing self love content. I am a self love coach. I help women just like you heal their trauma and love themselves so they can step into their full power and create the life of their dreams. I really hope you will love it here. I'll be showing up every week bringing you self-love content to aid your journey. You matter. Let's do this. So welcome to another episode of Self-Carved. I am super excited to be here. Today, I have a guest, Lauren Nicole Peters, and I'm so happy because I know you're going to love every bit of this conversation. Lauren helps female entrepreneurs shift their relationship with time understand the uniqueness of their brain and body so they can increase their productivity and plan their perfect week. She shows women how to tap into their desires and design a life and business that is filled with lots of spaciousness. So amazing. Well, welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much. (laughs) How are you doing today? What is going on in your world? I'm doing so amazing. We were just talking about the weather. It's been really gloomy in San Diego. We finally got a sunny day today, so I'm happy about that. Um, I have just recently launched another one of our courses, Plan Your Perfect Week. So we're in the middle of that right now. And the energy, I don't, you probably know what I mean when I say this, the energy when in the middle of teaching a course and coaching is just so amazing. And so I've been writing that since last Monday. Amazing, amazing. I love that. So share a little bit with us about like what made you decide that this is what you want to focus on helping women with? Did you struggle with this yourself in the past or did you notice that this was one of the main things a female entrepreneur struggle with or even women who are working corporate jobs? Yeah, I love that you asked that question because I've been telling a lot of my story lately on a few platforms and I'm like listening to myself tell these stories and it's kind of funny. I have had issues with it, but I kind of haven't. And I'll be, I'll be more clear about that. So ever since I was little, I just always had an amazing relationship with time. If I wanted to get something done, I would just do it. I would do it in increments. I would do it when I felt like doing it, but I realized I could only operate that way in the way that I really loved to operate when I was in the right structures. So what I mean by that is My parents put me into Montessori school when I was in preschool, which was brilliant on their end. I thank them all the time for that. When I went into um, high school, it was a little more structured as far as, you know, traditional education goes, but I was able to choose electives. So I'm like, I don't like the structured side of this, but I love the elective side. I get to college. I have to drop out because it's a pre-pharmacy program. It is too structured for how I like to work. And so I did have these points in my life where I, w- I felt really held back by not being able to be as productive as I wanted to be. But then I realized it was because I was choosing to be inside of these structures that weren't allowing me to thrive in the way that I knew that I would thrive. So moving forward, I ended up getting into design school and I chose design school because you can just choose your whole path forward. And that was perfect for me. Getting into nine to nine to five for me specifically, I know a lot of amazing people who thrive so amazingly in nine to five. 
I just didn't. And so when I left that and became a full-time entrepreneur, I was able to really start to realize there's a lot of ladies coming to me asking if I could help them figure out how they need to work within the world. So that's a long-winded answer to your question. Yes, I have had issues with that before, but I just have always been driven by this question. Like, how does this need to work for me in order, in order for me to be my best? Yes, I love that. Absolutely. So what would you say is the biggest reason that women aren't, that they're not doing what they want to do? Mm, yeah. Whether, whether you're a woman who has your own business or whether you're in the corporate world, the answer is the same. It's just realizing that there are all of these ways, including me, where I assume I have to work by the rules of other people. And not only that, once I realize that I don't have to work by the rules of other people, I can also negotiate the rules that they've asked me to be in. So let's say I'm in a nine to five and they want me to show up at 9am and they want me to leave at 5pm. Yes, that's great. It works for business. And sometimes depending on your lifestyle, your health situation, they do allow you to negotiate something different if that's exactly what you need. And so what I think is going to start to shift a lot more in the corporate world, but also even entrepreneurs, they're going to realize, okay, there's a certain way that I thrive and maybe I can negotiate or completely recreate how I'm doing my work, when I'm doing my work, when people rely on me, when I rely on them, et cetera. So I think the biggest issue that we fall into is just assuming that we have to live by these rules and structures and we really don't. Yes, 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 absolutely. I think sometimes we get too rigid in our thinking because this is the only way we've always known. And of course, maybe we saw our parents do a certain type of way and then we feel trapped. We feel trapped maybe in our business and then we call us stuck or in our job and we're like, how, how do we move forward? What do I do? I don't like this way, but this is the only way I know. So I know so many women struggle with that. They just feel trapped and they don't feel in charge of their lives. They don't feel in control of what they want to create. And many times they settle. And this is one of the reasons I'm bringing amazing women like yourself and other entrepreneurs to, to help show my audience that there is, there is another way you can, you can create your own life. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, the, you, you do this work too. The moment that we realize that we can't do something or we feel like we're trapped within something, there's no conversation you can have with someone that would, would change that. It's almost like you have to change your internal world and your internal decision first, because let's say if you're in, in a nine to five and you're like, I really need my boss to allow me to do this, like put in whatever you want for this. I need my boss to do this. If you come to your boss, not feeling empowered and feeling like you have to ask his permission or her permission, and you're coming from a place of you not even believing yourself, it's going to be really hard for them to trust you in that. And so if you can do the inner work and realize you're worthy, that there is always a way to negotiate what you want and need in this world, that's just an abundance perspective. When you come to your boss with that energy, they automatically respect you more. They have more space to hear you. They trust you. And then this, the conversation can go in a way that you need it to go, you know? 
Yes, absolutely. I, 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 I totally agree. So you would say then, of course, I'm assuming that how we feel about ourselves and that our level of realization of how worthy we are and our level of self-love and our respect for ourselves has an, a direct impact on the way we're showing up, but also the things that we're asking for and what's being given to us. Because if we don't believe that we're worthy, we're not going to ask for what it is that we want and we're not going to be able to create the type of life that we want. Yeah, completely. I mean, we can even use a relationship example when your partner is not doing something that you want them to do and you come to them whining about it, how are they going to even hear you, you know, but if you've thought about it, you realize it's something that you would like to, to do together or share together and you come to them with love and patience and an understanding that you can work it out, then they, it's almost like they, they don't feel threatened and they automatically feel like they don't have to take responsibility for it and they can hear you more, you know? <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So what would you, cause I'm curious about this. I know you teach about time boundaries in our business. I would like for you to expand a little bit more on that because I teach a lot on, you know, boundaries within yourself, boundaries in your relationships, these type of energetic boundaries that need to happen on a personal level first, because many times I know that women ask me, well, how can I set boundaries? How can I set boundaries with my boyfriend or my husband? How can I set boundaries in my profession? It's just so hard. And I feel like sometimes they give their power away and don't really understand the concept and how to really embody it on a personal level first. I would like to hear your perspective on that and how that relates to their career, their business, their, their corporate job or whatever the situation may be for each woman who's listening. Yeah. What I like to say when having the boundary conversation is a boundary isn't necessarily something that you set. A boundary is who you are. I look at boundaries from a very identity level. And I'll explain a little more. So if you don't know who you are and what you want and what you deserve and what you're worthy of, it's going to be a lot more difficult to define a boundary with someone and even uphold that boundary. Because if you don't think you're worthy of having that boundary, then the boundary is going to get stepped over or you're going to break your own boundary or break your own agreement. And so what this really is, is like we just mentioned, it's the worthiness journey. It's you being strong and trusting yourself that there's something you want and that you deserve to have it. And so when you go out and say that you want it or you communicate with someone else, like here's a boundary I need to have between us, that boundary is only going to be as strong as, as how strong you know you are. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So boundaries are more about who you are and they're only as strong as you are. I think that's the key takeaway. I always say that too. You, you, have to, you have to really embody that experience or that way of being to become that person who doesn't allow uh, certain people or energies or things to be um, brought into your life. And oftentimes we settle for less, even women who say, well, I don't, I hate this job or I don't enjoy this relationship, but it's better than, it's better than, it's better than. And then it's always a question of, okay, so how much do you believe in yourself? How much do you trust yourself that you can make it work, mm -hmm. right? Do you believe that you can create a different type of life for yourself? So I like that, um, that type of perspective. I think that's really going to 
help a lot. So everyone who's listening, think of it in terms of who you are, who you are, that is going to reflect out. You don't have to always make a personal statement. Hey, you can't do this to me. No, allow you to speak for yourself. So I love that. I love that. Is this something that you used to struggle with as well? Or is this something that you've realized that uh, your clients were going through and you're like, okay, so this is not about setting. This is about who you are. This is about creating it with yourself. Where did that come uh, from for you? Well, it's funny. When I was a little girl, my parents can tell you these stories. I was the bossiest, most assertive little girl. Like I was so happy. I would always tell you exactly what I want and how I wanted it and like when I wanted something. But through the years of trauma and heartbreak and, you know, thinking that I wasn't worthy of what I wanted. It's almost like learning how to dim my light. That's what happened as I became more and more of an adult. And so I've had to unlearn all of that. So I'm inherently very boundaried and I love boundaries. That's how we can create an amazing world in front of us is when we have good boundaries. But I had to relearn who I was. I had to relearn like why I love myself and why I'm worthy of having the things that I want. And honestly, that happened within the last six years, I would say. If if I was on this podcast six years ago, oh my gosh, it, I was a different, I was like 12 different people. And I was what you could call people pleaser. Yes, I, talk about that a little more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, so people pleasing, I think this happens for a lot of people who have a specific type, like personality type. So personality types are created from who your parents were, plus the experiences you've had in your life, plus your natural energetic tendencies, right? So you can look at tons of different personality tests. So for instance, I'm a two on the Enneagram and twos are the people who are the givers and the lovers. And sometimes when they get into a a negative pattern, it can turn into people pleasing and giving too much and not giving to themselves. So I have definitely definitely had these problems in my life, especially six years ago. It's like I hit my, I hit my six years ago. I started realizing that this was an intentional personal journey. So I started my personal development journey six years ago, actually a little over six years ago, three years ago is when I just woke up one day and I'm like, Oh my God, I am like impulsively. I am impulsively trying to figure out how I can please the people in my life. It was almost like an addiction. And so I'm like, I can't keep doing this. And so even today, even though I teach women about boundaries and how to really create and plan the kind of life and and business that you want, I still have those impulses in my head that I've just got to allow myself to think them and not act on them and just realize that, you know, this is a part of my personality that I'm going to heal more and more over time. So Yes. Yes. What was it that made you, was it just that you had enough and you realized I can't live like this anymore? Did something in particular happen where you realized you were just trying to please so much and you were draining yourself and you were not getting, did you realize that you were doing this because you were looking for something in return and that wasn't given to you? Like what was, what was that whole realization? Yeah, all of those things. Well, I was actually in New Zealand at a personal development um, kind of school. 
And it was like a residential thing too. So I was on the, the premises and just like doing my laundry one day. And then there were some friends that I had there and they were in one of the classes and I was not in that class. And I was already in this class, like looking at who I was and who I was not, I was growing. But then I went to go do my laundry and I noticed my friend's laundry was sitting in the washer wet. And I'm like, I didn't even think about it, impulse. Their laundry is gonna get mildew if I don't just do it. So I grab their laundry too and I start hanging it up outside. And one of them walks up to me 30 minutes later and he's like, what are you doing? I go, I'm doing your laundry. It didn't occur to me that like, he goes, you know that you don't have to do that. And I go, I know you don't have to do it, but I wanted to do it. And he's like, why? And then literally like a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing a people pleasing thing right now. I'm like, this was just so impulsive to me. I'm like, this is a grown ass man and he can do his own laundry, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He was just, he was looking at me like, what are you doing? And granted, yes, it could be a nice gesture, but this man was already getting to know me throughout the program and seeing some ways in which I was peeling back the onion layer of how I was performing. And to answer the last part of your question, like I am, I have impulsively thought of things that I could do for other people so that they would love me so that they would see me as good so that I could manipulate them to keep loving me and I would never lose love. So that's the deepest, darkest shadow of a people pleaser. It's like you're essentially manipulating people around you to like you enough to where they'll never leave you. Yes. So deep, so deep, so vulnerable. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so, so important to have these conversations because we, we get caught up in that we're this nice person and this is who we are. And we've always done this and we care so much about other people. But then when we don't get what we desire in return, it's like, huh, I don't like you. Or I've been doing all these things for you. So how can you act like this? How are you oh, not yeah. <laughs> appreciated? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole resentment side to that too. You're so right. Yeah. <laughs> So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, since we just talked about boundaries and people pleasing, what, what's underneath? How does a woman who's been programmed, who's developed this personality based on what she's experienced and the trauma and the conditioning from her parents, like how does she really tap in what it is that she wants? Even if she is let's say, oh, pretty content with what she has going on in her life. How does she really tap into these deeper, deeper parts of her where she can uncover who she is beneath this conditioning? Yeah, well, I would first say if you're someone who's listening to this and you're content with your life, then don't bother listening to this anymore. This is not for the people who are content. This is for the people who are done, who are done with contentness contentment, who are done living a mediocre life, who are done settling and who are done settling with that like deadness feeling inside of you. This is for the people who are like, I have to move forward. I don't know what I need to do, but please give me something. So that said, for those women, I would say to just first recognize exactly what you just said, that the ways that you may be operating are a program and it as simple as that. Like we don't need to make any meaning out of it. Is it good? Is it bad? No, it's just, I'm operating from a program that my mom taught me at one time or that my dad taught me at one time or that TV taught me at one time. And I'm realizing I want more than this. So just that realization in and of itself 
can completely like open up a new world for whoever, whoever sees that that's what's going on in their life. The second thing I would do is to start reading books, keep listening to podcasts, get a mentor, get a coach, someone who can show you and guide you through a path that you could take so that you could get more. Because a lot of people who are just realizing that there is more, they don't yet know what they want yet, you know? So the third step there, I would say, is start to ask, what do I really want? Because a lot of people who are just starting out on this journey, it's like the desires are so repressed inside of your heart that you've got to do work to peel those layers back. Like I teach my ladies in my program, your desires come in, in layers. So there's always these like surface level desires, which are so important. It's like, I want to go on a walk today, or I want that Starbucks coffee, <laughs> or, you know, I want to wear a sexy dress today. I want to feel good today. Those are, those are amazing, important desires. And when we start to pull back, like when we go and buy that sexy dress, even though we feel a little guilty and we get over the guilt and we wear that dress, us receiving that surface level desire will peel one layer back and we'll get to the lower, the deeper desire. And then when we get to that deeper desire, then we're faced with, do I deserve that desire? Am I going to allow myself to receive that one? And when we allow ourselves to receive that one, let's say it's buying a new car or starting your business, even though you don't know what's going to happen, you start your business, then a deeper layer is pulled back and then you get to a deeper desire. And the closer we get to our core desires in our heart, the scarier it gets. And that's <laughs> why, that's why this personal development journey is so freaking scary is because we don't know what's at the core. <laughs> yes, I love that. We're getting just closer and closer. And just like healing, that's you know, when we're healing trauma, I always tell my ladies, it's so many layers. It's like this onion. And you're saying it's the same thing with your desires. And it just makes me think about this conversation my husband and I had with my mom. We were talking about something that had to do with her relationship. And then she turned to my husband and she said, so how do I fix it? Yeah. So how do I fix it? He was like, well, I mean, you just don't fix this overnight. And I think sometimes because a lot of women have, because of our conditioning, we become so masculine that we're just trying to find a quick fix to everything. Even I noticed, even with some of my uh, clients, sometimes they're like ready to, to, to heal this layer. I'm like, hold on, like you don't have to rush it. The more you focus on this outcome, the more frustrated you're gonna get and then it's gonna take longer. So I think that's so important. I love that you're talking about that. There, there are many layers and you have to commit to this. This is a lifetime journey. Don't rush it. If you don't know exactly what it is, you know, work on it little by little by little to tap into what it is and start with, I love how you express that like something as I want to take a walk or I want to buy this dress and allowing yourself to do that without saying well this costs too much or do I deserve it and if you do ask yourself those questions right then you get to see how you truly feel about yourself and that's what I love about what you're teaching as you're talking about how to be more productive how to be more focused how to set these boundaries but it always takes you back to you and if you don't have that relationship with yourself then all these other things are not going to work or if they do work you're not going to be happy mm -hmm. yeah at the end of the day I, I say to my ladies you you will get more done the more you give yourself what you truly desire and as women growing up in such a standardized worky world 
workaholic world were like, that's complete opposite from how I was brought up to see achievement. And I'm like, I know that's why this is going to be difficult. The more you give yourself what you desire, the more that you are going to get done and the more prosperous you're going to be. Yes, absolutely. I totally, totally, totally agree. I love that. <laughs> absolutely. So Lauren, I've been loving this conversation. What else would you like to leave the audience with before we wrap up and uh, share a little bit about how they can connect with you? Is there anything else you would like to add? Oh gosh, I'm thinking there's just, there's so much stuff. <laughs> I know I can talk to you for like two more hours. <laughs> yeah, let's talk. I'll leave one more thing about desires because that's what we were just talking about. Awesome. When we are looking at desires as an onion and you're peeling and peeling and peeling and you're receiving and receiving and receiving more, we often will get to a point and I still get to this point in my growth. You know, I just invested in hiring someone. It was a good investment. It was a good amount of money. And I had another moment, like, am I going to let myself receive this? So we're always going to peel back these layers. When you get to a layer where you think you might die, if you give yourself that desire, then you're hitting something really precious here. So for instance, I use this example with my ladies. I say, don't do this at home. We're just going to talk about this. <laughs> Think about that $2,500 Chanel bag that all those girls carry around. And you're like, am I ever going to get to that point where I'm going to have that kind of bag? And then we're like, well, even if I had that kind of money, I wouldn't waste it on a freaking bag. You know, we just have this conversation inside of ourselves. But none of that is the point. What the point here is, is when you desire something, it doesn't matter if you desire it just a little bit or a lot. There is an opportunity here for you to recognize a desire and for you to receive that desire. So I use the purse example just to freak out all the girls, right? Like I have not bought myself a Chanel purse, but I understand the energetic concept here. When you think about your desires being silly or too materialistic or too this or that, you are denying yourself something energetically. So this is going to turn off a lot of people when, when I say this is what is actually going on in our heads is you're saying, are my desires too much? If I give myself that thing, am I going to lose control? If I give myself that bag, am I going to run out of money? Am I going to not be able to pay my rent? Am I going to go out and buy six more bags? Am I not going to be able to feed my children? Am I going to go homeless? Am I going to die? And it's so interesting how we, instead of receiving that thing and going down all of the good possibilities that could happen from receiving that thing, we automatically impulsively go to all the reasons why we should not have that thing. So I would just have all of us, everyone who's listening, really notice that phenomenon when it comes to receiving things and receiving what we really deeply desire. And you could take that purse and replace it with a car. You could replace it with a trip to Costa Rica. You could replace it with something non-material, but the energetic concept is the same. Mm. I loved how you expressed that. I love it. And it made me immediately think what a lot of women do in their relationships, yeah. right? Same thing as you just said with the, with the, with the bag, am I worthy of the love, right? It always yeah. comes down to that. So I loved how you painted that picture. And then it's so interesting how we usually go down on the road of scarcity instead of, oh, it can only go up from here. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we're not programmed right like that. So yeah. 
I'd love that. So you would say just to recognize that in ourselves, to recognize when you are disallowing yourself from having what you want, even if you think it's too expensive or whatever, however you choose to label something, but to start recognizing that, would that be the first step in truly identifying what it is that you want and seeing if there is, if, if you're afraid, if you're afraid, if you think that you may die and really feeling into how much does this scare me? Yeah. Do I trust myself to receive this thing? Because I don't know what's going to happen after I receive it. Am I going to lose control? Or am I going to not lose control? Like we don't know what happens on the other side of that desire because we never received something so big like that before. Mm, and then we create the story. We create, we create the story. The story we run from it. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Or even like the man. I'm I don't think I can deserve that type of amazing man. So I'm going to date all of these other men that I'm going to settle for. Mm. So then I don't have to work on the worthiness piece. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust myself to know what to do when that other kind of man shows up. Mm. Yes. Love that. Oof. Y'all better be taking notes. <laughs> so Lauren, share, uh, share with us what it is that you're, well, I know you mentioned it in the beginning a little bit, but if you want to expand on that, or if there's anything else that you want to offer the audience and share how they can find you, connect with you, and if they want to work with you. Of course. So you can find me on Facebook at Lauren Nicole Peters. Um, if you're interested in hearing more about my Plan Your Perfect Week program, where we go through a lot of these concepts, and it is it does come down to more of a productivity and planning perspective, um, but with feminine energy planning principles, you can go to www.yourperfectweek/invitation. So I've created a, a beautiful invitation for any lady who's interested, and um, you can find me on Instagram at lauren.nicole.peters. Perfect. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for joining Self Carved and sharing so amazing, so many amazing nuggets. Loved having you. And I know that anyone who's listening is loving it too. So thank you again. Thank you.